I-V-M You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome to TFG Indian Football Podcast. We are at the time of the year when the domestic season is more or less over, but we have plenty of football action taking place all over the country. We have the Indian Women's League starting off on 5th of May. We've got the ongoing action of the AFC Cup where Chennai FC and Minerva Punjab are playing still. And uh, we've got a very soon, I think in five weeks from now, we've got the King's Cup where the Indian national team has been invited for the first time, which is supposed to be a big deal if we don't screw it up by picking a coach too late who just comes in without much of an experience in Indian football and just spends the first three games shuffling the squad and getting to know the players and taking up losses in the process which will be devastating because Kevin who is with me I just want to let him know that the victory we got against Thailand in AFC Asian Cup is literally the only ray of sunshine I've had in 2019 so far when it comes to Indian football we will definitely face uh, Thailand in the first game because they want revenge that's why they have invited us to their country and if we pick up a loss there, man, and we lose that one little sunshine or, uh, you know, the, the positive moment that we can reflect on, then we're just back to the dark ages. You know, the, the gloomy nature of the Indian football fan will grip our souls again. What do you think? Um, so this is an invitational tournament, uh, King's Cup, it's called. So we've had uh, quite some well-known teams going there in the past. Uh, but your reason for having India uh, being invited, uh, I don't know if that is true. If that was the case, then uh, every team that India has invited for the Intercontinental or the Tri-Series you know, would have had an history. And you have some history of us losing or probably a revenge story. But I don't think that is the case. Uh, it's just that uh, India getting you know into the limelight with the the qualification or at, at uh, 2019 Asian Cup. I think that is the sole reason uh, that we are uh, probably getting the uh, team wide to be part of this. Uh, it, it's running for some time now and uh, it's a good thing to play away. We've hosted a lot of countries uh, but uh, from the time we start traveling, I think that that's always good. Uh, but, but it's kind of a revolution uh, for India. Uh, where we, we've hit the pinnacle of performances uh, uh, in the recent years. You know, we're talking about the build-up to the Asian Cup and how we've uh, managed to get into a group that was supposed to be uh, helping India qualify and getting us through at least through knockout uh, the, the, uh, the next stage. But uh, didn't work out really. Uh, so it was a test for us to really you know, uh, reflect on uh, how far we come. So King's Cup, I think, is a good way to start off uh, a, a, a fresh season. Uh, a new coach will be appointed. Uh, David James, is it? No? Any, any uh, names that you have? Well, uh, as for the as far as the Indian national team coach is concerned, I I think we have all heard the rumors and uh, the way people are talking about it. It's the worst kept secret uh, in Indian football that uh, Albert Roca is almost certain to be appointed as the Indian national team head coach. Uh, even John Gregory, 
uh, was joking about it uh, in the uh, in a hero super cup uh, press conference he was like ah roka is not here but i heard he's coming back and everybody starts uh, laughing and he's like that's the rumor that's what i heard uh, obviously uh, this is not 100% uh, there are some big names uh, in the run up in the competition to become the next india coach this is uh, vengoran erickson uh, sam allardyce both of whom would probably be probably be disastrous man because they'll just come in with their european ideas and no nah, uh, I, i think we can attract a lot of uh, foreign coaches who got big names in the past who who got a history of uh, some some great uh, triumphs with the, in the career uh, now that uh, we we we've, uh, we've got a president who's reached places fifa <laughs> executive council you know it just uh, makes a reach even more further So wouldn't be surprised uh, if it is not Roka and some of the big names that we are hearing, talking, you know, probably already stuck off. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a big name, uh, you know, not really you know, giving in too much. Uh, but you know, it's all there. We we've reached the global now. Yeah, well, uh, I believe in a tiered approach uh, when it comes to improving. Right? We've had uh, a bit of. Uh, i'm saying a bit of flurry of changes that constantine uh, introduced into the national team and now i think roka would be the logical next step if we try too hard if we like pay a lot of money to bring in a high profile coach and uh, there's a good chance he will not have that uh, connect with the players uh, he will not uh, re- realize that you know, he's used to european players or uh, chinese players or japanese players uh, who are ingrained with a certain amount of discipline uh, professionalism uh, and technical prowess which they get because they get scouted at the age of 5 or 6 they are not uh, in the same level they're actually a few levels higher than uh, the indian uh, players the experience they have when they are playing for the national team uh, they are under trained by 10 years compared to those other uh, countries and that's where they can be uh, a gap of understanding between a coach who has always uh, operated at the highest level of world football be it club football be it international football and india who are you know still struggling to get into the top 100 it might backfire so i would say just just play it cool uh, because our next step is not getting into the world cup it's getting into the next asian cup and uh, maybe uh, the second round of that asian cup uh, so yeah uh, but one thing you have to say uh, kevin it's when others start inviting and applying the, the i'm talking about other countries uh, big coaches from there or uh, major tournaments in other countries when we start getting these invitations uh, and also by the way we heard uh, from uh, some of the indian clubs who were getting proposals of investment from uh, european clubs and they were talking about how a lot of the scouts and the football analysts in europe are pegging india as the next big power which will cross into the top uh, 70 of world football in the next few years that's when you know something is really paying off all these uh, years of investment uh, building up uh, now we are entering uh, the stage where we where it's going to pay dividends because let's say let's say the first match in kings cup it's india versus thailand right let's say we go and beat them because we've done it before uh, just a couple of months ago we beat them then kurakao kurakao are uh, one of the teams who are playing in the tournament they will be facing vietnam they beat uh, vietnam in the first round then in the final it's india versus kurakao 
and what happens then we are going up against a team which has players in top division european uh, leagues all over the place like they've got uh, eloy room who's uh, playing for uh, psv they've got a cardiff city player a midfielder leandro bakuna he's in the national team lots of uh, european experience in that team and uh, more than half the players play abroad that's a step up that's our next level of target you know we we can beat vietnam if we go hard we can beat thailand we've already done it we've proven it we can give a tough time to bahrain next step is a country which is not 100% actualized but has a lot of potential because of their uh, brilliant individual players that's uh, and and of course the fifa rankings is now following an elo system so we beat thailand it doesn't give us much but we beat korakao that's a huge leap for us and sets us up nicely for the uh, world cup qualifiers which will begin just a month or two after that uh, so what's uh, this obviously we are uh, a couple of months removed from kings cup uh, but it's we're going to build up to it uh, in time what do you think is going to be uh, a good result for india given our situation come a new coach coming in uh, in kings cup one win or two wins or is it okay if we win the uh, lose the first round and uh, the uh, third place match we win it or maybe uh, get a draw something like that obviously there will be penalties afterwards uh, so what do you think is a good metric for our performance in kings cup really really i would be first uh, taking a look at uh, what is coming out of that camp that will be held so that really gives you a picture you know what to expect from the next one So we we've seen uh, Constantine work on uh, on uh, probably getting a new face to the team, a team for the next generation. So will that be continued? Is it going to be a total you know, uh, transition from uh, what we've seen, or it's going to be a total you know, topsy turvy? You know, probably looking at uh, not 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 the way that we've done in past six uh, six seven years. a new approach that will give an example of what we can expect uh, in in the coming that's what things are is a bit too soon to even judge the 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 performance that we can expect but what squad will be announced that will give us a picture where we can be headed in the next 6 months 7 months so that that's very crucial in just to understand what is the philosophy that a coach is coming in uh, Because it's a big question for for uh, Indian football. You know, uh, when you when you reached a tournament, which is uh, it's a pride for for Asians to be in. And you know, if 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 we've been invited to Thailand, uh, and that's a great thing to do. But we need to keep that going. So if it's really something that the coach thinks uh, this is, I think, uh, ready made, and just take it forward. Oh, it's going to be a total fresh of idea. Probably look at uh, maybe uh, getting in some PIOs. Uh, probably looking at uh, some of the aging players to stay back. Oh, it's going to be a total revamp. So that's the main understanding that I w- I will be taking from from the squad that will be announced. And based on that, I think then we can get a closer idea of what we're going to expect. It could be just uh, a trial for us. to experiment with with the kind of squad kind of philosophy philosophy that the coach is coming in with yeah it's 
going to be interesting for a lot of these players who fell out uh, with uh, Constantine also you know Romeo uh, or Suseraj who was uh, ignored for a while uh, a lot of new players will look at this new appointment and think okay uh, we were ignored uh, for the national team camp before this but we might get a chance now uh, very interestingly we saw the santosh trophy final right uh, which just happened services won congratulations to them 1-0 uh, sixth title for them uh, in the 73rd uh, santosh trophy uh, beat the hosts punjab not an easy task one of the tightest uh, amateur teams uh, in the country the punjab uh, state team uh, really uh, holds you down guess what beat them not much it's not like the services were uh, you know very active and effective with their attacks it was the pace of bikash thapa one bikash thapa who was from the minute 1 making runs up the right wing uh, with with some excellent speed right i have i have i don't want to compare him with udanta yet because i have not seen this guy play in uh, i league so uh, I only have a relative idea of how effective his speed is in Santosh Trophy. It's going to be very different in I League or ISL. Uh, but the point is, this guy, he was a volume uh, attacker, right? It's not like he was going to give you crosses every time or uh, just uh, create chances and find the net all the time. But he was making those runs and following balls so many times, like twenty, thirty times a half. If you do that so many times, once or twice you're gonna create a chance and uh, you're gonna convert, which is what happened in the second half. Uh, got the goal, and Services won the trophy. I'm sure his phone is going off the hook right now. All I League and ISL teams are trying to get a hold of him, uh, get in on get in on that action, uh, sign him for a season, see how he works out in the professional setting. Uh, obviously he's a services player so there will be a lot of government issues and clearances which uh, you know might not go in his favor let's see how that works out but it just gives you an idea where all the talent can come from right and uh, it and a foreign coach who is coming in needs to know that that if you are trying to build a squad that's properly deep and reflects the talent pool that we have in indian football you need to understand that you can't just watch i league or isl or second division or even these state leagues like cfl gpl you have to watch the santosh trophy you have to watch uh, the likes of uh, uh, subroto cup if you are looking at the under 23 or under 19 level as well Um, so yeah, what what do you think? Uh, did you watch the match? Uh, and what do you think of Bikash Thapa? I did get a glimpse of uh, how services were uh, you know, ramping up the attacks from the wings, uh, but again, you know, playing at at uh, home against Punjab, uh, that's a difficult task. You know, you've got uh, muscle there, you've got some uh, good physique uh, playing against the speed versus physique. I think uh, speed really did get the better of uh, of Punjab there. Uh, but it's a great way to, to look at uh, your scouting. Uh, this, this is an old old tournament, and this is looked up as a prestigious one for 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 the likes of the old football fans. And you know, if you can just widen up your scouting network, there's nothing like it. You know, we've seen uh, coaches go to the university levels to scout players for under 23s, and so this trophy has always been you know an eye-catching tournament. Uh, for for the kind of quality and uh, plays that we can expect. So yes, uh, it's, it's a great platform to you know, for the next coach 
to look at uh, to pick up some good performance from 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 this uh, the quite an old tournament that we have in India. Yeah, definitely. And again, I may sound like a Roka shield, but I want somebody who understands that. And Roka is one of those guys who will understand uh, that you need to look further away from the mainstream if you really want to pick up uh, these uncut diamonds that are available all over India, like Mizoram Premier League, uh, Meghalaya Premier League, this Manipur State League just concluded. Neroka won, I think. Uh, it's 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 great to uh, have a wide uh, lens when you're picking up uh, uh, players for your club or the national team uh, at various age groups. Uh, so we have reached the middle point of this podcast. On the other side, we're going to get into AFC Cup. We're going to get into IWL. We're going to get into our president who has his reach widened all over the place in politics, in FIFA, everywhere and doesn't seem to have any time for ID clubs in his schedule anymore. So come back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This is a really exciting week. We've got two really big shows releasing this week. The first show is Dreaming With Your Eyes Open with Ronnie Screwwala. This is a companion podcast to Ronnie's best-selling book, Dream With Your Eyes Open. On this podcast, Ronnie shares his vast entrepreneurial experience and takeaways from each chapter with me. New episodes will be out every Tuesday. And also, don't forget to listen to the audiobook. The audiobook's available for free on our website and a whole bunch of other platforms. You'll find it wherever you look for it. The second show that we're really excited about is called The Note with famous journalist and news editor Maru Kinayat. She cuts the clutter and analyzes the stories that matter to you. Join her on the podcast where she gives you pure analysis on what's happening around you. This week, she has a three-part exclusive series about the Indian elections. Speaking of the Indian elections, also check out the latest episodes of Thale Harate, Simplified, Ganatantra, The Seen and the Unseen, Election Soundtrack, and Cyrus Says is Cock and Bull for our thoughts on the elections. On The Seen and the Unseen, Amit Verma talks to David Bose, Executive VP of the Cato Institute, about being a libertarian in 2019 and how to deal with the resurgence of fascism and authoritarianism in politics. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam talks to Mohan Jairaman, Regional Managing Director at Experian Asia Pacific, about credit scores and everything you need to know about them. On Geek Fruit, Thinker, Jishnu, and Janam break down DC's latest entry into the DC universe, Shazam. On IBM Likes, the IBM staffers are joined by video producer Gauri Pandit to geek out over Game of Thrones. They talk at length about the final season, fan theories about the show's ending, whether the books will ever follow up, and a lot more. On Dating is Garbage, post an episode that discusses marriage, it's time to discuss live-in relationships. Kavya Bekter joins the team to throw some light on arguments often raised against living in. And with that, let's get you on with your shows. Welcome back after the break. Uh, if you listen to our show, obviously, uh, apologies last week, there was no show because, uh, yeah, you know, we were traveling and uh, being lazy. But uh, when we uh, left you last time, uh, it was on a pretty sad note that uh, we had Minerva Punjab uh, in crisis because their uh, venue for AFC Cup had been cancelled. And uh, Niroka was saying if we get relegated uh, forcefully because ISL becomes the top tier and the I-League clubs get shoved aside, then we might have to consider closing down because what's the point if we are not even, our our performance is not recognized. Uh, So it was on a bleak note. On that front, let me just tell you, this is obviously nothing is official. Not, nothing that happens in this situation is ever official. That's the biggest frustration. But from what it looks like is that we're not going to have any restructuring this season, like the 2019-20 season. By what uh, East Bengal and Mohan Bagan are doing, it seems like they're going to playing 
play in uh, i league that's what i i am uh, deciphering from their transfer strategy from the way mohan bagan is looking for a new coach they're playing in i league uh, if they're playing in i league that pretty much means we've got one more year of the same which is good if you are one of these smaller clubs like minerva punjab and neroka and gokulam uh, who are uh, in threat of getting relegated if isl becomes a top tier it's not good if you are just looking at the whole structure and you're thinking okay we've got one more year of uh, two competitions running simultaneously and more of the same and the, the limbo continues is it is it uh, a positive thing or a negative thing do you think kevin uh, it's it's stretching quite a while now we've seen almost three years go by where we thought this is the, this is it this is it and you know, we're entering into another season where is keep looking at an empty or dark future right ahead so forceful relegation uh, teams not able to come up uh, to promotion to winning the league would not make sense so it still looks like we are just pushing the uh, things at the back not really wanting to face the reality or trying to get back on track so I, I, it really doesn't look uh, negative in, in any way because I think it's just the way of procrastinating things, and uh, it can't be done forever. So we do know you know it has to come to an end, but uh, sadly it's not coming to an end uh, this season as well. That's you know how things are looking. Uh, but on the brighter side, I think uh, it gives us more time just to understand you know how to get this in the right and the best way. probably that is uh, the reason why it's being uh, pushed a little bit more and uh, yes we can really you know hope uh, some uh, some side notes that are coming up uh, saying uh, probably a couple of new entrants would be taken in, into the top tier and again it's not confirmed as of now and in indian football unless it's coming out as an official statement really cannot uh, trust anything so yeah. Yeah, uh, we can still be you know, just uh, continuing the sluggish path that we've seen, uh, watching two different leagues, probably two different sides of the same coin, is going past uh, us for one more season. Yeah, it seems like an Ekta Kapoor serial that's just dragging the storyline as much as possible. But again, as you said, we get a one chance to get it right. You know, we're gonna have a new structure. We're gonna have uh, ISL as top division, a uh, couple of leagues under it. There may not be. promotion relegation between ISL and the lower tiers for a while so we have to be very sensitive because one wrong step and a few clubs will die which will uh, empty out the base of our league system so uh, fingers crossed uh, as we said uh, you know we were off last week but one of the things that we were looking forward to in the last episode was this meeting this much hyped much promised much emphasized much uh, prophesized meeting that was going to take place between AIFF uh, president Praful Patel and these rebel ally clubs that uh, that was going to bring solutions that was going to bring debate that was going to uh, deal with the tough issues and everything it just did not happen It turns out uh, Praful Patel is just too busy campaigning for the Lok Sabha elections he didn't have time to meet uh, the ally clubs obviously this is a reply from AIFF 
who said, hey, you pulled out of Super Cup anyway, so we are not obligated to hold up our side of the bargain. So you only have you yourself to blame why the meeting is not happening. But it just tells you uh, that even AIFF is like, we're going to have the same structure going on for one more year. So what's the point in dealing with the problem today when we can deal with it tomorrow? Which used to be my uh, motto uh, during university years, uh, just an excuse to be lazy. Uh, so yeah, do you think anything would happen if at this point or uh, in a couple of months down the line, uh, these I-League clubs get a meeting with the IFA president and, uh, you know, they, they get, okay, they sit down in a room, they're talking, these I-League clubs are saying, hey, merged league, unified league, 20 teams, blah, blah, blah. And AIFF is like, hey, Reliance is telling us they want ISL at the top and no promotion, relegation, franchise fees. This doesn't seem like a, a middle ground is even in the question, does it? No, obviously not. No, but what uh, will happen is uh, uh, since uh, if, if AFL does decide to go ahead and meet teams, uh, there will be a, a small conveying of uh, uh, no, uh, uh, a word on how to even uh, no, put, word, uh, put put the things straight for the ID club. I think there will be a meeting uh, within the committee, where within the uh, the, uh, the AFL uh, uh, executive committee to understand what can be presented as uh, the, the, at least a temporary roadmap or temporary solution to the question that uh, the, the I-League clubs have raised. So obviously, there won't be a clear-cut picture. Uh, we've seen, you know, it, it's been dragging too long and there will be nothing given to the I-League clubs because we know there's nothing in place as of now. So you're going to be em- empty words from the AFF uh, to the serious questions and by by these ID clubs, it, it's going to be dragged. It's going to be a, a statement that you know, we've seen somewhere in the past, just shuffle of words probably, and uh, that that's going to be it. But I, I do believe that meeting should happen uh, um, because it's just too much, uh, too much uh, voice raised against this. So I think it will be right for at least a meeting to go ahead and just come out with an empty statement like we've seen it before. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that this is going to get a very uh, exciting climax with a, uh, you know, hand wrestling between uh, uh, between Ranjit Bajaj and Praful Patel. Whoever wins gets to say what kind of league we'll have. Uh, that would be a good way to solve things. But I won't be surprised if there are more sanctions applied to, to, to anybody. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, uh, talking about sanctions, that a matter of the punishment for I-League clubs who pulled out of uh, uh, Super Cup, that has been forwarded to, uh, forwarded to the disciplinary committee. So that's one another cloud that's uh, hanging over these clubs' head that we need to uh, keep an eye out for. Uh, obviously, one good thing has happened. The one purely positive thing is that uh, Kushal Das, AIFF General Secretary, spoke to AF- AFC, AF- Asian Football Confederation. Uh, he explained uh, to them what problem Innova Punjaba are facing uh, regarding the venue for the AFC Cup. It's not their fault. It's the Odisha government. Uh, which uh, uh, pulled out uh, of their agreement uh, because they want to renovate the uh, stadium for under-17 Women's World Cup that will happen next year. That's why they are without a stadium now. So AFC has uh, decided not to fine 
from what we understand minerva punjab will not be fined and uh, they will have a few weeks uh, to figure out where uh, their next home game will take place uh, so the 1st of may uh, minerva punjab versus manang uh, marshangdi uh, club uh, from nepal that is going to happen in kalinga stadium as planned after that they've got 15 more days uh, sorry 18 more days to find where they're going to uh, hold the rest of uh, home matches in afc cup talking about afc cup perfect segue we had two matches uh, on uh, 17th of april and uh, minerva punjab got held to a draw away from home by dhaka abahani and chennai fc continued their winning run uh, i mean uh, their first game was a draw but uh, they they've had uh, some good wins in the super cup uh, they beat uh, manang marshangdi club 2-0 uh, at home uh, now minerva punjab got held to a draw it was a pretty interesting and entertaining game but not an easy thing to do for indian clubs anymore to go to bangladesh and get a draw you know it's like bengaluru fc lost uh, in bangladesh uh, we had mohan bagan getting held to a draw we had uh, minerva punjab sorry not minerva punjab uh, izol fc suffer before against uh, bangladeshi clubs they've got some really good uh, scouting for foreign players and chizoba is there by the way chizoba used to play uh, in i league uh, for a couple of different clubs he's playing for them he got a goal against minerva punjab so it's it seems like so far so good for uh, indian clubs uh, not a single loss in uh, uh, afc group stage uh, 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 the, the season is coming together for chennai and fc who had really a terrible form uh, as defending isl champions although uh, things started to pick up towards the end of the season so this looks like the right way to go forward and, uh, and it's all that the club would want to do well at the continental level because not every every season you get a chance to be there so this is obviously the first time that we see in an ISL team be here and uh, great things for for uh, Chennai happening there uh, unbeaten two games uh, again uh, there's only one team that's going through so it's going to be all all uh, difficult uh, things coming up for Minerva because uh, that draw against uh, Um, against uh, Abahani, I, th- I think the, it's always tricky to go there, as you said, Chandi. Uh, so it's going to be uh, advantage to uh, Chennai FC there, uh, having got that win. Uh, and you know, Minerva already have to put up the socks because there's no second place going anywhere. So it's, there's one winner out of this group, and that uh, right now it's looking good for for Chennai FC. Yeah, uh, they are getting their form back right in time, just when the doctor ordered. So that's what's happening in the AFC Cup. The campaign will continue on 30th and the 1st of May when uh, both of them have matches uh, in in their uh, respective home matches. Let's see. Hopefully, two wins for Indian clubs uh, in AFC Cup next week. We've got the Indian Women's League also starting up and. Uh, this is very interesting what's happening this time it's 14 teams who have been uh, qualified for the final round who have won the uh, qualifiers from different states and they're going to be playing the matches will take place uh, in uh, guru nanak stadium ludhiana and uh, it's the biggest women's league ever like 
the first one was uh, some six or eight teams uh, next one was 10 teams this time they have really upped the ante and uh, they're going to have 14 clubs it's actually bigger than i league or isl if you look at it uh, i league is 11 clubs isl is 10 clubs iwl 14 clubs this is the biggest this is the yeah one venue i get it but uh, technically this is the biggest football league in the country in terms of how many teams are out there, in terms of how many Indian players are out there. By the way, uh, less foreign players, like two or three foreign players uh, allowed per team, which means the number of Indian players in a league far exceeds I-League or ISL. Positive step, or yeah, not? Yeah, and uh, the focus will be there on the women's, uh, knowing that next year we are having the World Cup, the Under-17 Women's World Cup happening in India. So, not really uh, looking at any scouting happening from this team, although it, it should have been that way. Uh, they're, they're right now, there are no women's league leagues going on to, to even consider that. Hey, so do, do, do. There's the national championship for the junior girls is happening in Kolhapur. So, the scouting will happen there. So, yeah, it, it, everything it, it, is falling it, it into place, have, dude. you got you got to give credit it, where it's it, due. It, it is. It is right after the bid was put off. I think you know, it's it's not the approach that we had been seeing for a long time. So it's like yeah, you ordered for you know, something big to come into your house, uh, but you suddenly realize, okay, things are really not in the right shape. We need to start you know, looking at little more arrangement, little more space to be given out, and that's how it's, it is. You know, you you see things coming at your end, and then that's when you start uh, make, doing makeshift arrangements. So that's the kind of thing we're seeing in Indian football. But yes, uh, okay, uh, things are working out. Uh, women's football will be given a lot of focus in the next year till at least the World Cup is it's complete. Hopefully, uh, we do much better than what we see in uh, the boys' team do. Uh, so yes, uh, right, the right steps in the in the proper direction. Uh, hopefully, looking for some good turnout for for the matches as well. I think that that's more important. If we can draw crowds. To the the fourteen team league, I think it's 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 a positive sign for any any team. Yeah, and uh, you know that AIFF is uh, really uh, serious about drawing crowd to the matches because you know they're playing in a, a stadium uh, which has functional floodlights. We've had I League matches uh, taking place there in the evening, seven or eight p.m. kickoffs. So that's why the matches are kicking off at eight a.m., eleven thirty a.m., and uh, three p.m. Because they want people to come to the matches, right? You know, on a Tuesday uh, morning, like uh, you, you got uh, uh, your schools, your colleges, your offices, and you're thinking, okay, let me skip all my work and let's go watch a football match. That is the normal thought process of a fan who wants to get into uh, watching football, especially women's football, right? So you can tell that they really want a crowd to be there. Uh, hopefully, the matches will be uh, live streamed. Uh, on anywhere basically we'll take anything whatever we can get we won't just want to watch the action we know that's not going to be TV coverage but at least on the internet please put it out there AIFF uh, so uh, coming back to something you raised uh, it's it's single venue it's still single venue it's the third season of IWL it's expanding we can see there's good planning but uh, not yet a home away structure that they're considering for the Indian Women's League and goes back to the point that these clubs don't want to spend on travel, don't want to spend on, uh, uh, you know, different, uh, developing different infrastructure, don't want to uh, maintain that kind of traveling schedule or the or the full season 
teams that the men's team uh, enjoy which is hugely detrimental because what is this this is like a 15 16 day tournament at the end of the day where every other day they're going to play a match and uh, what is this they just going to room together in the uh, youth hostels of uh, ludhiana and three weeks later go home it that, that's not how a league works right yeah this is what we're talking about you know uh, increasing the number of teams really doesn't improve the quality or uh, the real sense of of uh, developing talent or uh, you know, even testing yourself on different pitches different uh, you know working schedule if if you really you know in in one place you know every second third day you'll be play that really doesn't account for too much and it also leads to a lot of injury problems fatigue problems recovery will be lesser by the way they will be playing in the afternoon in may right i mean yeah, we've, we've seen what perfect. that does to that's players always perfect for for leagues or cup tournaments uh, federation cup you call it you call it super cup it, it, it's been the state you know, from from the time we started seeing the fallout of uh, big teams from indian football it's there it's not changing and this is one point that we we've always started to look forward to is this going to be improving no so we we've got two world cups coming in, uh, in, in within the span of few years we won't be surprised if another couple of tournaments are being hosted at at, at the fifa at the global level but things just keep continuing there has to be an end to this there has to be something to be stepped into so probably get the bottom up approach but it's solely on the surface it's very superficial and it just won't change anything below it yeah it's the chicken and the egg scenario what is going to come first are we going to sit here and expect uh the football's popularity to, to just uh, increase organically and magically and uh, returns uh, coming and then we will uh, invest or will there be a push from AIFF to women's football will we see a, uh, you know a bold step up kind of let's say incentivized uh, uh, step that they can take by uh, telling i league and isl teams like at least in the qualifiers Uh, you need to put uh, put out a team you need to put out a women's team and uh, be active in the women's football business uh, it's there's an argument out there that for clubs like gokulam kerala fc for uh, you know east bengal mohan bagan neroka aizol for clubs like them women's football goes a long way in uh, developing the club's brand and adding val- value to it uh but again that that will take a long discussion which we'll have to keep for another day for now though it seems like although uh, indian women's league is seeing a periodic approach a slow approach towards slowly developing but so far uh it it has not changed its look it has not changed its feel uh, it it's still like the senior nationals where the players are gathered in one place and a uh, quick fire you play every other day and suddenly it's it's over and the players just don't get that full season approach uh, that they really need to be competitive uh, at the world level uh, once again if we are thinking about qualifying for the world cup women are our best shot because they're in the top 40 or top 50 in world football we are not even i mean the men are not even top 100 so yeah let's see how that works out let's see uh, with the under 17 world cup we see a very uh, improved iwl uh, being launched uh, to correspond with that and uh, in indian women's football takes off like 
get DD Sports to show a few matches. I mean, if you're showing it on Facebook, you might as well show it on DD Sports. Uh, we got a politician as AIFF president. I mean, come on, pull some connections. Make something happen for us. What is the point of having politicians if they can't pull those connections and help the sport? Uh, yeah, that's it for this time. We will come back next week uh, with a, a detailed preview of some of the teams that we're going to have in IWL. Uh, it's, it's Gokulam Kerala FC is the only ISL or I-League team which has presence in this. But we've got some other stalwarts like Rising Students Union, uh, Eastern Sporting, who, who were the previous uh, two editions champions, uh, who, who have the backing of Tata and uh, uh, Odisha well represented uh, we've got the IFA Women's League champion also uh, entering and I, I'll have a few words to say about that like IFA has restarted the Women's League what is East Bengal and Mohan Bagan doing why are they not part of it uh, all that next week uh, as we review what is happening in AFC Cup and build up to Indians Women's League and maybe we'll have an announcement on who is officially the next head coach of the Indian uh, men's national team. So a lot still going on, a lot to look forward to. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. Uh, you can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are IVM podcasts on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can get all the news and updates on Indian football on the fangarage.com and at the TFG football uh, Twitter handle. Uh, till then, this is me, Chiranjit, and Kevin with me. We're saying goodbye. See you next week. How does one separate news from opinion? I'm Maharo Khanayat, a news junkie, but not a big fan of debates. I love facts and I like to stick to them. No frills, just pure analysis. This election season, is Balakot a game changer for 2019? Did Priyanka Gandhi Vadra join politics too late? The Chokidar Wars, who's really winning? I will cut the clutter and analyze the stories that matter to you. You can listen to the show on the IVM Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. Long, long ago, not in Bethlehem, but in a place nearby, there was a wonderful birth of a huge show, which I like to call Cyrus Says. A show that encapsulates everything in human history, from the first Homo sapien to the last Homo sapien, uh, who's traversed the entire world and then come back to India. This is a show which tells you everything about everything. If you want to know, avoid Google, come to us. It's called Cyrus Says. Get new episodes every Monday and Thursday on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's simple as A, B, oh God, what comes after that?